Welcome to Mosaic, your Novant Health podcast for diversity, inclusion, and equity. You'll learn more about the mosaic of similarities and differences that make us stronger and how health equity benefits us all. Piece by piece, we're telling the stories of the beautiful mosaic of Novant Health. This is Becky Knight. On this episode, we'll be sharing excerpts from the webinar our Native American BRG presented on Indigenous Peoples Day 2021. The BRG's mission is to educate, collaborate, and communicate with people throughout Novant Health and surrounding communities with a focus on understanding and improving the health of Native Americans, as well as bridging gaps of misconceptions and challenges among the Native American population. Rebecca Souza is the leader of this BRG, and her voice is the one you'll hear on this episode. We begin with a history lesson. Before Columbus, there already were people here in America, uh, all throughout the Americas, North and South. Um, we know they were here at least 17,000 years ago, but actually, they probably were here as far back as, you know, more than 40,000 years ago. Um, they uh, migrated to this continent from Asia via the Bering Land Bridge, which, which connects Mongolia to um, what is now Alaska. These early people were nomadic and they were hunter-gatherers. They, they didn't live in one place. They moved around. Here in North Carolina in Wilson County, we know that around 8,000 B.C., uh, they started to develop more permanent sites where they would come in seasonally, like for hunting. And then when, when winter came, they might move to another site. And between 200 and 1200 BC, they started to develop more permanent locations. Um, east of the Mississippi, this is mostly true for uh, all tribes. Um, villages started to crop up and people might move from village to village depending on the season, but um, they, they were more permanent and they relied, still relied heavily on hunting, hunting wild game and fishing and also gathering, but they had started to develop agriculture. Um, they were developing pottery and uh, cultural traditions like uh, mound building. Mound building is one of the only permanent types of structures that uh, we have of Native American people in the past. Um, since most of what they used wood uh, animal hides, uh, mud daubing, that stuff doesn't last um, after the people stop using it. But the mounds, the mounds did last. And east of the Mississippi and all along the Mississippi River, there was many, uh, there were many mounds built. And there are some actually still standing here in North Carolina in the town of Town Creek. You can go, it is a uh, state park and you can go visit there. I'm actually going to visit there this month, hopefully. Uh, the baseline of Native American agriculture was uh, corn, squash, and beans. And those all start to be traded all around the continent and grown he even here in North Carolina. Um, it's important to recognize and uh, appreciate that these people did create complex cultures and traditions. So how did Columbus Day come to be recognized in the United States? 
Columbus Day was first recognized in 1892 by Italian Americans uh, to celebrate the 400th anniversary of the voyage. Then in 1937, it was sort of established unofficially as the second Monday in, in October. And then many decades later, it was set up as a national federal holiday because throughout the 19th and early 20th century, Roman Catholic Italian-Americans were members of a stigmatized ethnic and religious group, as were many Southern Europeans and Eastern Europeans. They campaigned for Columbus Day in order to place um, Catholic Italians into American history where they weren't really allowed to be before. Um, Christopher Columbus sailed under the Spanish flag, but he actually was Italian. You have to, you would have to understand that white is not, uh, was not a fixed term throughout much of the history of America. And many uh, Southern Europeans and Eastern Europeans were not considered white by the dominant group of the time. They were all Northern Europeans, English, Scottish, German, uh, French, you know, they, that's the background of the people that were considered white. And so it changed. And at this time, Italian Americans did have a problem with uh, discrimination and prejudice in this country. So they were trying to um, celebrate uh, a, a famous Italian in American history. That was a big aha moment for me, learning that Columbus Day began as a way for one marginalized group to elevate their standing in America. But honoring their own struggle and resilience came at the cost of honoring someone who not only never stepped foot on American soil, he was instead in the Caribbean and Central and South America, but who directly and indirectly led to the enslavement and slaughter of millions of indigenous people. Part of the agreement of his voyages with the Spanish king and queen was that he would send gold and slaves to Spain, and he did. He didn't find a lot of gold, but he sent a lot of slaves. There's an estimated 5 million died within the first years of Columbus landing on one of the Caribbean islands. And that began the subjugation of the native people of the Americas that has continued for five centuries and, and so in many ways continues today. Millions have died from the disease or violence committed by European colonizers and entire tribes and cultures were wiped out completely. As you can see from many Native Americans, recognizing Columbus with this holiday relives the trauma, violence, and loss associated with European colonization of the American continent. They have continued to suffer great loss even today. Indian reservations are some of the poorest counties in the country and treaties have been broken as late as the last 40 years. Land has continued to be stolen for treaties and even their children are being stolen still. Um, when there are issues that require a child to be removed from uh, the home of a native person in many parts of this country, they are, will be put into the foster care system and then can be adopted out to white parents away from their native families. So they have continued to lose their cultural heritage. So now that we've learned more about the origins of Columbus Day and the impact of colonization on indigenous people, what's the history on Indigenous Peoples Day? Let's hear again from Rebecca Souza. The first day of this type uh, was celebrated in Berkeley, California in uh, 1992 in recognition of the 500th uh, anniversary of Christopher Columbus' voyage. It was actually a counter 
to Columbus Day. They were recognizing the, the inherent problems with recognizing Columbus. In 1994, the United Nations declared an international day of the world's indigenous people. So that became the first holiday to recognize indigenous people. And let me back up a little bit and talk about the word indigenous. Some people believe that indigenous or aboriginal are derogatory terms, synonymous with savage or barbaric. And that's not what it means at all. According to Merriam-Webster dictionary, indigenous means relating to the earliest known inhabitants of a land, especially if that place was colonized by the now dominant group. So it's just recognizing that these people were here first. So the word indigenous acknowledges that they were here first. Is that what the day is meant to do? Well, it celebrates the history and contributions of Native Americans, as well as other indigenous people throughout the world. And it calls attention to the need to put diversity, inclusion, and equity into history uh, to make sure our histories are inclusive of the facts and all peoples. It reclaims a sense of culture and heritage for Native Americans and refutes the erasure of indigenous people. By recognizing a colonizer, you have erased all the people that were there first. And we found this quote from an, a native person and uh, it is, we are here, we are resilient. Our stories, people and land are important and worth preserving. And that is truly what they, what they feel. It, and, and, and what we feel is that this is something that needs to be preserved. In conclusion, Rebecca shared ways we can support Native American stories, people, and land. Well, first you can shop Native-owned businesses. You can attend Native American cultural events to uh, powwows.com where you can find um, powwows throughout the country, including locally, or you can go to any of the tr local tribes websites if they have one, and they usually have a listing of any events they have going on. Research Native Americans of the past. Educate yourself on pre-contact and the history of the United States and Native people. There's a lot we were not taught in school. There's a whole lot we were not taught in school. Educate yourself on the current trends and policies and initiatives in, that, that are important to Native American groups, such as the pipeline protests, water co conservation, uh, domestic violence, the missing and, and, and murdered indigenous women and girls. These are all ongoing issues and you can find out a lot of information about them. What I'm not able to include in this episode is the robust discussion that took place following the full length presentation. We all learned so much and are indebted to Rebecca and the Native American BRG for correcting our misconceptions and inspiring us to better honor the contributions of America's indigenous people. Thanks for listening to Mosaic, your podcast for diversity, inclusion, and equity at Novant Health. Stay tuned for our next exciting episode.